Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast. This is your host, Jake Stanley, and I am joined this week by Dakota Edgar. Yo. And Josie Francis. What's up, guys? This week, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Brockhampton album. Um, Dakota has some thoughts on the Miguel album. Uh, Silk Sonic has hit number one on the billboard, despite some of our prior discussions about it uh, and more. So, uh, you know, before we dive into anything, I think Dakota, we have some follow-ups from last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think first off, first and foremost, we did just want to say thoughts and prayers uh, to the family of uh, Dante Wright, uh, who was killed yesterday in Minneapolis. Obviously, you know, shit just keeps happening. Um, so didn't want to kind of hop on here before we recognize that. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you had any additional thoughts. I know you were talking about video. Yeah, um, I mean, it's prior, but just a ridiculous situation i think the lack of accountability is hyper frustrating and just the repeat of the situation especially i mean so close to home just i mean proves the point that everyone was kind of discussing last summer right i just think it's not it's not a simple problem it doesn't have a simple solution it's a systemic problem but it's something that like we need to face you know head on and address um rather than continuing to just make it this isolated incident uh, that we, you know, talk about like once a year for like three weeks and then we don't talk about it again, you know, make sure that social media activism is also tied to real activism. Um, don't just, you know, post things on your story. <clears throat> Those are my thoughts. Josie, you got any, uh, anything additional there? I mean, this was so fucked up. Like, I don't get how you can be a cop for 25 years and like not know like what you're pulling out. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like mind-blowing situation. So don't need to see what thoughts and prayers. Um well and on another somber note here, uh, you know, obviously we talked a lot about last week with DMX uh and kind of you know the state that he was in. It looked like he was maybe going to potentially recover. Um, but obviously late last week, uh DMX also passed away. Um, absolute legends in, in the rap game, uh, especially kind of in the late nineties, uh, his first three albums, um, all debuted at number one, um, and was really, you know, just a force in the industry and, you know, super sad to see, to see him pass as well. Yep. I mean, yeah, definitely a controversial dude, but I think his impact is lasting and, and, you know, should be acknowledged in the chronological history of hip hop at the very least. Yeah, definitely has some, some, yeah, some nuanced bars there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. Um, that being said, I listened to a lot of DMX this weekend once again um, with the with the sad news, trying to, you know, remember him in a positive light. Uh, but I also listened to some new music, uh, and I'll I'll lead off with uh, not the project that I listened to the most, but the one that surprised me a little bit, uh, just seeing it pop up was uh, Miguel's new project, Art Dealer Chick 4. Um, it's just four-song EP, uh, and it threw me for a loop. Like, it was super weird. I don't know if either of you listen to this. Josie, you listen to this at all? No, not yet, but I will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first, the first couple songs are, like, very, like, sharp and almost, like, remind you of kind of, like, Yeezus-esque. Really? um kind of music yeah from miguel and and they have like these really weird um like sexual kind of like uh voiceovers at the end and you're like this is just uncomfortable um but then the last song is kind of like what you 
expect from him. And I just, I haven't heard any new music from Miguel in forever. So it was just a very bizarre um, project that I stumbled upon. Um, four songs, that's it? It's, yeah, just four songs. So, I mean, it's yeah. super quick. Um, so is listen, the, is but the yeah, four just super referencing weird. the four songs or is this the fourth in a series of mixtapes I have missed? I actually think it's the, I think it's a, I think it's a series okay. of mixtapes because it said seven years later. Um, okay. Well, and it obviously hasn't been seven years since he put out Wild Heart so, was the last one or something? Yeah. The kind of like rock and roll one? Not rock and roll, um, but it was a little bit more live instrumentation. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. That's kind of the last time I remember him like and stuff, being, yeah. you know, kind of popping. But, but yeah, no. So, I mean, super interesting. If you're a Miguel fan, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, the project that I really did listen to the most was uh, Roadrunner, the new Brock ha- Hampton yeah. project. Um, and I was a big fan. I mean, I've been listening to this on repeat for the last, uh, really since Friday when it dropped. I think really the songs I like the most are Bankroll with ASAP Rocky yeah. and ASAP Ferg, uh, Windows with uh, Sogon So Flexi, who I don't know, I don't know who that is, no, but no that, that song Windows <laughs> is super hard. Um, uh, I really like Don't Shoot Up the Party and The Light Part Two are probably like my four favorites. But overall, the the project is super solid. I think it's um, kind of cool to see them doing features. Like I don't know that they've really ever done that yeah. leading up to this, or you know, because it's it's you know built-in crew of like bunch of dudes yeah (laughs) give or take 10 dudes that hop in on any on any given song um it's like almost like you never thought there was really a need for it but i thought like the collaboration with the asap mob dudes was super super kind of cool to see and you know those energies bounce off uh each other uh and then i'll take you on with charlie wilson is a cool one too but yeah i mean it's just really the first time seen that obviously danny brown is a cool thought i i don't know that i love that song yeah, i mean i like the danny um, brown verse. and then the jpeg mafia one's cool too i think yeah no so do i it's just i think the issue i've had i feel like it yeah. goes it leads it leads into sorry i'm just gonna complete the thought yeah, here yeah. it leads in like very kind of like it, it's like oh this is gonna be cool and then it just gets really like okay they're it's almost like they're reaching a little bit they got a little bit sloppy yeah um Towards the I mean, end, I think but. the issue I have with everything after Saturation 1 was that, like, it's the same song structure that, like, Tyler the Creator and Kanye do so often, but it's, like, you have this banger of a song, right? And you just have to have, like, a one- to three-minute outro on every single track that's, like, kind of a heater just to be, like, because, like, you don't just want to make, like, a radio hit, you know? You want to make sure people know that you're, like, not just pandering, but it just ends up being really frustrating because it's, like, man, I kind of think if that Danny Brown track was just, like, a minute and a half to two minutes long, it would be a, a hit. It'd be kind of be a heater. You know what I mean? And the video is crazy, obviously. Um, but just the added out show, it's kind of like, well, I'm probably never going to play this like at a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, that it just removes it from an, an opportunity where, you know, an occasion where I could play the song. And I, I feel that way about a couple of the songs on here where it's like, they're really close to being songs that I'd play like at a gathering. Um, but they're like a little too down tempo, like a little too like all over the place sonically to like fit, fit the vibe of like, you know, I don't know, chilling with friends casually or, you know, going to a party once things reopen. I just don't think we're going to hear much Brockhampton in our, in our circles. Yeah. It's, that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the, I, mean, I, I, I think, think it's, it's cool, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think some of them like might have some legs, but I think in general, like, I don't know that a ton of people are really bumping Brockhampton, like 
yeah at parties yeah. to begin well with, i mean okay? i think a bunch like, of like 16 year olds probably are but um it's yeah 16 that's true i mean remember when we saw them at acl yeah, this fact we were like same, same with coachella far and away the oldest <laughs> oh yeah, people yeah. There. like and we and they, those <laughs> kids were raging yeah. i was like wow i'm gonna i'm about to get punched in the face by a 17 year old but like uh, i don't know i'm still waiting for someone to kind of drop that album's gonna soundtrack our summer here you know what i mean we're like we're heading into yeah. you know what what looks to be a relatively you know pop in summer hopefully um new york city just announced they're reopening all the venues in the parks which will be awesome um i know we have outside lands this fall we have i think gov ball this fall this <laughs> guy's walgreens uh band-aid i just got my shot <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we're you know we're careening towards a big reopening event here and it, it doesn't feel like we've gotten the the music yet to soundtrack that summer so i'm waiting to, to hear what happens um and yeah, I was hoping this would be one of the ones that, you know, would be kind of in constant rotation this summer, but it does not appear that that is yet the case. Uh, but I guess we had like another month to go. So hopefully, I guess Young Thug drops this Friday. So hopefully Slime Language 2 um, is the answer to our prayers. Fills the void. Um, or maybe this Miguel album, man. I don't know. I was I was so uninterested until no, you said. I'm con- I can confidently <laughs> yeah, say that. Is, no, 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 no. I can confidently tell you that's not it. Until you said, I was, I didn't really want to like talk about it until you said Yeezus. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll have to go give it a listen. Like. I am a user stand for sure. So just do it for the do it for the weird outros at the very least. Got, yeah, like just check it out. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, hmm, what's going on here? Don't want to play that with your mom around. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. It was like that one Mac Miller song that has like the same. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Right now. It's like a really sexy. I, uh, the uh, it's the Divine Feminine. Yeah. It's just like every song. Yeah. yeah. That one's so uncomfortable. <laughs> um. Josie, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to this album called Sunflower by Briston Maroney. I don't know if you guys no. have heard of him. Briston Maroney's type. Yeah. So he just came out with this album. Um, it's like, if you don't know who he is, it's like alternative kind of indie rock. There's a few more like folky songs on here, which I'm always game for too, but I love his like normal alternative, like indie pops sound. Um, so it's like, 30 minutes long too so i've been just like running that back to back it's really nice um this was like that was like early february right when that came out i don't know it's like or was it super recent because I, I thought he dropped an album when we were together jake driving back mm-hmm. and we listened to a couple of the songs okay i, did I think kind of i was this week, week or okay. last or like end of last week okay um, cool so maybe he's just cranking out music i don't know what he's dope but yeah, that's dope. And that's, like, honestly it. I feel like I haven't listened to that much music this week. Um, Taylor Swift was, like, recording, or she finished recording oh, yeah. Fearless. So, I like, I had to give that a run through. But what do you think? That's kind of it. Of the Fearless re-recording. I was going to say, as a quasi-Swifty, what do you think, Josie? I love it. Yeah, it's just, like, so nostalgic for me. Like, I listened to that shit in, like, so, middle school. Will you, like, replace all occurrences of the original recordings with the new ones on your playlist? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like pretty the same. Like nice. there's a few inflections that are a little bit different, but like yeah, for the most part, it's the same. So, um, what about you, Jake? Uh, yeah. So I listened to the Brockhampton album a bit as well. Um, but you know, I think we discussed that <laughs> one. Um, the other two albums I listened to, the first one was uh, McConan. I love McConan. Dropped a new album last night at midnight. Um, called My Parade. Uh, which has a couple songs on it, which I really liked. It's definitely there's definitely like nine songs on it that are borderline unlistenable. Um, I'm getting really blurry, huh? 
But uh, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. My camera's out of focus. It'll come back in a second. Don't talk shit about McConan, bro. Um, but uh, but there are three songs that I really liked. Uh, the first is So Saucy, which is just a good Atlanta trap song. I strongly recommend checking that one out. I think it's only on YouTube right now. Um, the second one is More Bitches Than The Mayor with Lil B. That one slaps. Um, I don't even know what they're talking about. I guess, oh, I guess I know what they're talking about. Um, and then uh, McConan's Beethoven is like this, like it's some Beethoven sample with like no drums and it's just McConan singing, but it's sick. I really recommend checking it out. Um, and all these songs so, have what like, what's up? What was the first one that you called out? Uh, so Saucy. Like? Okay. Um, but all like all the songs have these like cool, um, like visualizers on YouTube that seemed pretty well put together. And yesterday was his birthday. So I guess he decided to drop this, but uh, in it, in the press release to Rolling Stone last night, it said that this was his first album that he's ever made like free of like, you know, corporate reign or whatever. It's his first totally like freeing album, um, which is interesting. It definitely feels really reminiscent of his like drink more water, like one through three, which he made like during his like house arrest or something where it's like really just like him alone uh, making these songs. But uh, and it definitely lacks the like refinement of any of his hits, right? It's, it's definitely not going to be any kind of like Tuesday situation here. Um, he raps a lot more on these ones, but um, overall, I really like him. Uh, cool. The other thing, so I think they announced yesterday, but uh, this guy Sofago from Atlanta signed to Cactus Jack. Um, so I listened to his last two projects, um, but uh, so he he went viral on a song called "Knockin' or "Knockin' Knockin'" or something. Um, which it has like 23 million streams on Spotify. It's by far his biggest song. And that was from his first album he dropped in 2020. But then it looks like in Q3, Q4, he dropped a second one called um, After Me, which is what I listen to because it's a lot shorter. Um, and I really liked uh, two of the songs on here. He kind of has like a mix between, uh, it's like Playboy Cardi, but like mixed with like Lil TJ or something. It's like a lot of like falsetto rapping, falsetto singing, um, but off the map and every day from After Me are both uh, songs added to the to my playlist. So definitely recommend checking those out and uh, giving them a listen. He's getting a lot of playlist support on Apple Music and Spotify. So definitely looks like they have big things planned. So he's only like really like the fifth artist that they've signed. Then, Fourth or fifth, right? right. Like Smoke Perp. Because I'm, I'm looking at, I mean like, yeah, but Smoke Perp's not really signing them anymore, well, right? Jobs, but he was the first I one I think signed. he's kind of off. Right. Well, and then Sheck West, Don Tolliver, yep. uh, Luxury Tax, right, right. Jack Boys, uh, and then Sofago. Which would make sense. I mean, no need to expand any faster than that. I mean, in all fairness, like, and I, besides Don Tolliver, I, the, you know, the Cactus Jack pipeline hasn't been super strong, right? I mean, it's the same with good music no. or OVO. Well, and Sheck West came out the Sheck West came out swinging. Well, yeah, but he was he was popping before he signed really... Cactus Jack. After he signed it, all kind of. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, yeah, I mean that's but I feel like when that song was on, like, it was like what it was like on the mixtape first, and then. It was just a loose They like re released it on Mud Boy or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that was, I feel like, when it got mass notoriety, even though obviously. Probably true. We'd heard it. Um, but I mean, Shaq West's most recent single was kind of a certified flop. So I'm kind of curious to see what, what the Cactus Jack machine actually is like a little bit here. I think the Don Toliver thing, it seems to yeah. be like way better. Like they've just done a way better job with messaging that and spacing those releases out. 
Um, but yeah, it's concerning because it's just like, I don't know, you get these artist compounds, right? Just like OVO. Then it's like, I mean, how many people listen to the most recent Magic Jordan? Uh, or is that Division? Like, who dropped an album like a month ago or two months ago? Remember that? <laughs> I think it was Magic Jordan. Uh, Division. Division exactly. <laughs> That's this. Division shit. definitely dropped fairly recently. <laughs> if Magic Jordan did, I didn't listen. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm just curious to see. Because I feel like it's hard for those artists to like share the spotlight. Like I don't get, even like Rockefeller struggled with it, you know, between Kanye and Jay-Z. So kind of curious. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's everything we listened to this week. I actually read a really interesting thread about the Taylor Swift album earlier today. Um, so I guess just to better explain the situation, right? <clears throat> um, like there's two types of rights, really three types of rights to a song, right? There's the master's rights, which is what Scooter Braun purchased from Big Machine or really acquired from Big Machine when he purchased Big Machine. But the songwriter retains the sync rights, which is the right to like use it in a TV show where really you need both rights to use it in a TV show, right? You need the sync approval and then you need the rights to use the recording of the song, right? And so after Scooter Brown bought the Big Machine Records for $300 million, right? <clears throat> um, Taylor decided to block all sync licensing from those original records, which she can do in perpetuity forever, right? Um, so then Scooter Brown sold her recordings for like, uh, almost $200 million, right? Or $300 million to Shamrock Holdings, which is like a private yeah. equity firm that wanted to work with her, but also agreed to pay Scooter Braun like a small royalty fee, you know, for the next like 10 years or something on those recordings as part of the deal. And so she was like, no, I'm still not down to do that. So everyone's speculating, like did Shamrock Holdings just spend like two to $300 million and just get on yeah, nothing. just nothing just like just uh, rights for songs that they'll never be able to use um which is a really funny really I mean, funny thought probably but also didn't we talk about how some of these like big ass oh yeah you know like holding companies just wanted to like like they just want to like say that they've got skin in the music industry sure. like i'm sure it hardly like, affects their bottom line at all I mean, not hardly at all. I'm sure it's a frustrating investment, but I, I doubt it would be the end of them by any means, but it's certainly a funny thought. Yeah, Shamrock Holdings just absolutely tanks because they can't use any of Taylor Swift's shit. <laughs> it's just game over. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's everything we've listened to this week. Uh, if you're interested in listening to anything else, please check out our playlists, uh, Medium Rare, Dakway Radio, and Deep Cuts for a mix of hip-hop, house, funk, uh, just good music all around. You can find those on our Instagram at Stake Worldwide or at our website, stakeworldwide.com. Um, and on that note, Dakota, do you want to take us into our favorite game? Let's do it. So this week, uh, we've got four songs. Uh, basically, for those who are joining us for the first time, we like to do this thing. It's called Michelin and McDonald's. Basically, run through the list of songs. If the song's hot, it's fire. You need it. It's Michelin. If it's not, could live without it probably never listen to it again that would be mcdonald's so we'll start it off with uh the new snot and little sky song which had the cole bennett video to accompany it uh whipski josie you lead i didn't see the video yet which will probably like sway my opinion like in a positive way i would assume you guys can tell me if i'm wrong but um i for sure liked it so I'm going to say Michelin. I don't know if it's like my favorite song or like necessarily if I would listen to it again, but I liked it. So therefore it's not McDonald's for me. All right. Jake? I think it's McDonald's for me. I really did. Like this All right. One for some reason. I'm not, I'm not really sure why, but just didn't cut it. 
I think I didn't like it at first, and then I hit it. I hit it a couple more times, and it grew on me. But it's definitely like lit, like from Scott and Snot and Skies. Like I was expecting a little bit more, a little more energy, maybe. Yeah, a little more energy. I think is right. And the, just the chemistry doesn't feel there between the the verses. You know, it's just like this doesn't mesh all that well. Their sounds for some reason on that song. I don't know. You, you know what yeah, I mean? It just feels I, like I a. Feel that. Feels like they were two people in separate parts of the United States, probably making the song together, which is probably the reality. Um, but it just, you know, it just feels disparate uh, for me. Feel that. Uh, next up, show me up, Lil Tecca. Uh, I'll go first. I, that's a McDonald's for me, for sure. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was boring. I, I don't know. I like fully I agree. get into it. <clears throat> I just thought this was a weird because I think he dropped this like right after like obviously last week or two weeks ago maybe three now was that jet ski song with Lil Mosey and it's like it just felt like why did you why do you need to drop this like you can let that let that breathe a little bit it must be ramping up for an album I mean it's the only yeah no for sure 100% are yeah definitely agree yeah not a lot of charisma in this one unfortunately especially for him I mean his music's traditionally so like I don't know just upbeat yeah i mean i respect him exploring new routes for sure but this song just won't get added to my playlist unfortunately so that's fair uh this is an interesting one and this was off a two song kind of release by white rose moxie and i i have one of his songs on another one of my playlists but this one's called stains the other one uh off the release was called ring the alarm record ring the alarm yeah I actually like that one better. I don't know. Ring the alarm. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of did too, and I meant to switch them out, <laughs> which is why I called it out. So, Josie, ring I the alarm. That. Michelin or McDonald's? Michelin. Yeah. Yeah. I did not listen to the other song, but, but. I like this song. I thought it was cool. I, I get this. The this dude is cool. The other, yeah, the other song um, that I think I had on one of my playlists was, uh, it's like S. I think it's stars, but there's two S's on the front. So stars, stars, stars. Um, But yeah, no, he's cool. I don't really know too much about him, but uh, I like his. He signed to 300, so so Um, you're more of him. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, And then last song, and this is one of the bigger releases of the last week, is uh, rap star Polo G. Uh, Michelin. I give this one Michelin. Josie's debating. I'm like, Josie. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think it's McDonald's worthy title, but I also <laughs> don't know if it's Michelin. I'm very in between. I'm just like, um. okay. Well, Josie obviously doesn't like Polo G very much. Yeah, I do kind of <laughs> think she also. I mean, I, I think she liked his verse on on uh, Headshot. It was the only verse that she did like. Yeah, Polo G, that was surprising. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, You're right. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, this is definitely gonna be a hit i think it didn't end up charting this week which is a bummer um but it's pushing for number one against montero in uk this week so it looks like it might end up number one in the uk it's number one on the spotify charts all week so um curious to see where it lands i just don't think it got any radio the video was sick too um the video is just like very well done um i feel like it plays on it almost it, it definitely plays on some other like famous videos yeah. like he's got the part with like that almost is just they it looks like they could have shot it in the exact same 
uh, room that they shot the laugh now cry later yeah. uh, mm-hmm. video. Um, and then the part where he's walking kind of in the light is like the humble video, K-Dot video. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I've been looping this song a ton this week, so hopefully it's hopefully I mean, it's got some I, likes. I think like the one point of confusion for me is like why this is the Polo G song that's that's going to go crazy. I mean, to, uh, maybe just timing, you know, but he's had a couple other songs I think are equally as good. You know what I mean? Equally as hit ready. Um, worthy. Hit worthy, yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm just, I'm curious to see like what it is about this song that does it. Um, who produced this one? Do we know? Uh, uh, is it that guy who plays a ukulele, right? He's a producer too, right? Is it Cinco? Oh, really? I didn't know that. <clears throat> That's cool. He's, yeah. So like he, he dropped that video of it's, it, this guy's, I think he's done a lot of stuff. He's playing the ukulele and like the guy's like freestyle over it. Um, yeah. yeah and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they put that video out a couple couple months ago, um, yeah, on his right. on his Instagram, and finally dropped it. But yeah, yeah, it just seems like even off Twitter, this like when he posted a snippet of the video, it got like so much hype. It was crazy to me. I just felt unexpected, but cool to see. I like Polo G. So yeah, I mean, I mean, when we saw him at Lyrical yeah. Summer Smash, what was that 2019? The Lyrical Lemonade Music Festival. 2019. It didn't. I don't think anybody yeah. else. We were. I mean, our homie Smitty. Big Polo G fan, obviously. Smitty was fired <laughs> up. But I didn't feel like anyone else there knew who he was. So it's definitely crazy to see. I mean, people people at the festival kind of knew who he was, but a lot of the people we were with just didn't seem to be familiar. So it's definitely cool to see that him blow up, especially basically just over the quarantine and a little bit before. But Yeah. Well, and I feel like at that time too, like everyone had probably heard Pop Out. Yeah. Probably. But like maybe didn't attribute that to like his right. name. Yeah. Probably true. But excited to see what happens. Speaking of uh, speaking of climbing the charts, I know uh, we're probably going to have to to eat our words a little bit here uh, because um, I think when Silk Sonic initially uh, kind of was a thing and they had leave the door open, we we talked about the song on here, and I think Sam was on yep. here too. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we basically we basically were like, eh, I don't know that I'm loving it, uh, and then I I really think. You know, we might have to check the tape, but Jake said we're going to eat our words here in a couple of weeks. That was me. Yes. <laughs> um, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I uh, because it sorry, it is peak at number one. Yeah, I had a stream with Soul Sam like the next day, where we were just playing some Call of Duty and talking about this for like two hours, and he was like, "No way!" He was just like, "It's he's like, it's just not that hot of a song." Yeah, I see you in the chat, Sam, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I just you just know the Bruno Mars song is good. I mean. It's going to go number one, the yeah. lead single for his album, especially after that Grammys performance. I feel like it really picked up some steam. Dude, the, I, I really think that the Grammys performance is what kind of, I was like, okay, this is tight. Yeah. But uh, this means that Peach has only spent number one or was only number one for one week, two weeks ago. And uh, Montero by Lil Nas X was only number one for one week last week. So um, this is a pretty fast turnover for the, hot 100 right now and i mean part of it's because these are all some of like the lowest points ever attributed to songs in history uh just because sales are kind of at an all-time low obviously radio is at an all-time low um so it's it's very volatile right now but it's crazy that i mean i gotta imagine that scooter braun sitting somewhere or justin bieber's team in general is like how does peaches not been number one for at least like two or three weeks i mean that was such an obvious radio play like it's a good song. Yeah. That's a song that was designed to be number one for an extended period of time, especially with those features. Um, and then to get thrown by Lil Nas X is like crazy uh, marketing schemes, obviously. And then 
you know, obviously Bruno Mars just lurking in the background, slowly climbing one week at a time. It's, it's definitely uh, funny to see. And yeah, Anderson Pack's first number one, I think. So, which is sick. I think it's yeah, it's only the second top ten entry ever. Um, is it the second top ten entry? Or second top one. That's got to be second top ten entry, right? Can't be a second hot one hundred. What was the other one? No idea. Uh, I think with the one with Beecher. Tints with Kendrick? Yeah, I think so. Let's find out. Um, That'd be my guess if I had to give a guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a. He won best rap forms for Bublin. Um, <clears throat> let's find out. Discography. I hate that they make me click through like three Wikipedia pages to find anything. All right. <clears throat> US billboard. Uh, Leave the door opens number one. Nope, that's it. Okay. That's it. On dang. Well. Oh, dang. Which peaked at seven. Yeah. So. Which was on the Divine Feminine, Josie. Look at that. Look at that connection. Um, so, yeah, second top 10 entry ever, but his first co artist. Everyone, so that's pretty cool at least. Primary artist, yeah. So are they gonna sure. be coming out with like a lot of shit together under Silk Sonic? Like I think it's a full uh, album on, on its way, at least. So okay. I'm sure that will be the soundtrack to the radio summer, at least. Um yeah. we'll not be able to avoid those two uh, for a while here. I mean I yeah. just the by. one hip hop station in your hometown that play yeah, the one radio station that plays hip hop in your hometown is gonna beat this to death <laughs> all summer. I mean the one exciting thing is with these two, right? I mean the, the features that you could get is pretty is pretty wide. You know, you get some pretty cool people on the song. So hopefully, you know, that's what's being explored. I mean, because you know, Anderson obviously has the more hip hop oriented features. And I mean Bruno Bar also does to an extent, but he also has a lot more of the pop. And I feel like he's collaborated with a lot of um, you know artists who've been famous over the last 40 or 50 years right so it's like you can do some cool yeah. stuff but <clears throat> we'll see what happens prepare for the silk sonic summer though <laughs> i like that uh so next up lil nas x claims that uh montero is now being pulled off streaming services and it's beyond his control uh so stanley i think you threw this in yeah here yeah he's wanna... been tweeting all day today um about Montero, I guess, being pulled off streaming services in some countries, potentially all countries. You know, he's like telling everyone, like, go stream it. Why? What? Do we know why? Well, so there's different thoughts on this. Um, first of all, some countries, I mean, maybe there's a sample in it. It could be as simple as that. And it's just being flagged in some countries accidentally. Um, second of all, could just be, you remember when the Post Malone album wouldn't load for like six hours, uh, Beer Bonds and Bentleys? <laughs> when it first dropped just on Apple Music or just on Spotify, I can't remember which one. Um, could just be just an absolute bug in, in the system, right? Um, but the, the million dollar question is whether or not he's just leveraging the people complaining about it to, once again, <laughs> re-promote his song um, twice as hard. And, and, you know, it's almost kind of like a prank, um, you know, marketing scheme, which would be smart of him. And also something that I think we can all see him doing. <laughs> just He's just like, yeah, just take it down in like these 35 <laughs> countries. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, it actually is getting this song pulled, which would be pretty whack. I, I find it hard to believe the song would get pulled, obviously. Um, but that's definitely the narrative he's pushing right now. So once again, I don't know. There's nothing conclusive to talk about here, but it's just always fun to see the things he's employing, you know, to bring attention to his music. Um, he's very creative. I, I really don't think it's like, I'm so tired of people just like tweeting the link to their song, you know? 
with like a with a picture of it or something it's like at least we're, we're having fun conversations about the things that he's doing and he's not really doing anything highly unethical um depending on how you feel about you know devil shoes or whatever uh whatever uh that was i, I saw that uh chippy red had his 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 uh devil sneakers oh, on nice. in his instagram story this last week yeah That's, he, yeah. he would and i was like oh yeah no i mean very much his thing <laughs> cool well next up uh and this is um, kind of a kind of a weird headline but a sad one for me because i'm a big fan but uh i guess chica uh who we've talked about on here a couple of times she basically has kind of two projects i think we've talked about both one is industry games that came out last year in 2020 and then once upon a time uh ep which was really just a couple months ago maybe a month and a half two months ago Super Bowl. um so she was kind of yeah up up and coming you know she was on the uh freshman class last year uh and she's says she's retiring from music because of the toll that it's taken on her mental health, just being in and working in the music industry overall. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird. Like Jake and I were t- talking about this a little bit before we really hopped on here, but it's not like there was anything like in particular, I feel like either, like that must like really set this whole thing off. Just like probably that daily toll of, yeah. everyone kind of having an opinion an opinion um really is is uh kind of what got her but i mean that's this is a huge bummer uh in my eyes if if it holds true you know obviously there's you never know she might kind of be like okay i've taken some time away you know get ready to come back to it but yeah i think you guys we'll see her, um, like twitter video that she put out it was just like no what was it twitter. it was pretty gnarly i don't know she was clearly like well i think she put out like i'm retiring and then all this stuff and then she had a bunch of trolls basically like you know like feeding off of like her decline in mental health and like encouraging it kind of and then she put like a whole video out being like like you can kill yourself too like i don't give a fuck if you guys are suicidal like i hope you all are because i am too and you guys are like rejoicing in like my mental health and my struggles. Well, it was like intense. That sounds really gnarly. I did not so see she, that. It, you should, it's really, it's nuts. So <laughs> she's probably going through some shit and probably should not be on the internet right now is uh, what I gathered from that. Yeah. I think the, like, the term sabbatical should be like more available to people in, in the music industry. I feel like we don't use it enough. Yeah. I think we should all like, you know, encourage more people to take, you know, brief sabbaticals. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause it's like, you either are like in the game or you're retired. It's like, and then you're coming out of retirement. It's like, no, you just, you're either, you're either are working and taking sabbaticals or you're retired. Like you don't come back from retirement very often, especially when you're like 28, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're probably just taking a break. Um, it's true. But to the point we were just making off Lil Nas X, man, I, I mean, do sabbaticals, draw headlines <laughs> coming off a sabbatical could. <laughs> could i mean i feel like kanye <laughs> does sabbaticals i don't think he's ever threatened to retire i think everyone calls it whatever he's doing these days they always call that a sabbatical for sure <laughs> um but yeah i mean it just it feels like we force people to think that it's like you either have to be on it all the time or like you know or you just can't be in it at all where i feel like yeah. i mean realistically like sure like it does feel like you have to like be doing something every day to remain relevant but Realistically, it's more like every time you post, you have like three weeks of relevance. So it's like, man, 
even if you only post like once every like two months, that gives you like two or three weeks of like being top of mind, right? It's like, I don't believe that you have to post every, especially if you're relatively established, like Chica is, right? It's different if you're someone no one's ever heard of, you got to obviously grind a bit, but once you've got a platform, it's like, I think people will stick around, right? Like she has real fans that are going to listen to her next project, even if it's in a year or two. Like she does not need to be like engaging on social media. She does not need to be like making TikToks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? She turn those comments off, yeah. post, have a social media manager post once every like two or three months, you know, just to check in on life. I think people would be fine with it. Um, and it sucks to see people just feel the pressure to have to do one or the other all the time. Yeah. Right. Not like the only one. Cardi B like got behind her on Twitter too, which was nice. Yeah. She tweeted at her like, you're barely in the pep press, barely in blogs, barely in magazines, but guess what? You were nominated for a Grammy. Like, trust me, people are watching, people are rooting yeah. for you, block it out, work on your marketing, keep going, and take one song, it'll change your life. So, like, maybe this will just be a phase and like a freak out, and then she'll come back in however many days or months or weeks and be like, okay, yo, I'm ready. Uh, is, but... is she signed to someone too? Like, that's another conversation, probably. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I mean, if she does have a contract, it's like, I doubt they're just going to let her out of it. Um, yeah. So let's see. She, she signed a Warner. So I can find it real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I assume you don't run that past the record label before you put it on the internet, but <clears throat> someone at the, someone in our somewhere is like, oh shit, like, <laughs> let me get ahead of no, this. No, 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 no. But yeah, I mean, she was on the you know, freshman class, I think. Platform wise, yeah. she'll be fine. But yeah, hopefully she gets the uh, time she needs. Dakota, did you guys talk about someone else claiming they were retiring last week? Uh, last yeah, week? I feel like that. No? Uh, let's see. I don't think I feel so. like I recall that com- editing that conversation last week, but maybe not. Um, but I think one of you had a good point where it's like, I mean, it, it is just a token piece of the rap game at a certain point, right? Like the idea of like retirement um, is just like a, almost like a motif or a cliche at this point, so... <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think we talked about anyone retiring. We talked about Paul Pierce getting fired. Well, uh, <laughs> but not, not, I don't think that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, well, let's take the next one's pretty. Oh, no, I think it was, uh, no, it was uh, Key Glock or Young Dolph. Young one Dolph. of them said that that was going to be. Right, that's what it was. Young yeah. Dolph. Yep. Last album. It's like, no shot, that's the case. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, should we talk about Usher really fast? Yeah, so uh, Usher got a lot of flack. Um, essentially, he he had like these dollar bills that had his face all over him, um, basically to kind of promote like his new residency. I guess he has in Vegas, and one of his friends threw a bunch on stage at some strip club as like a gag, and I think they were like posting it online, and he just like got so much heat for being like cheap and like not willing to like you know pay for shit. And the, the club owner came out and was like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, they spent money in here. Like, they spent a bunch of money in here. But I was just like, man, as uh, as someone who's uh, utilized fake money before, I was just like, oh, this is this is kind of funny to me. Um, it's pretty funny. And, and also just hilarious that, like, people on Twitter, like, actually thought, oh, my God, like, Usher thought he would get away with using money like fake money with his face on it like god what a douchebag like no you're an idiot like (laughs) i mean like this is a really bad promotion promotional plan (laughs) just in general it's just not a good one i don't think um 
Well, I think it was, I think it was like they were doing like some sort of shoot that had like a clear briefcase with yeah, a bunch of on Instagram, like early this month. So it was like, yeah, it's been out there, these bills with the space, but to throw them at strippers probably isn't the best look. Yeah, it's a bad look for Usher, man. I mean, it's, it'd be funny if it was like someone like 20 years younger in the game, probably. Um, you know what I mean? Like if, uh, let's see, <laughs> we got a Polo G was throwing dollar bills with his face on it. I could be like, okay, that's kind of funny, I guess. Usher, it's like, I mean, it's Usher. Like he's okay, he's so big. Yeah. <laughs> like he's one of the biggest R&B artists of all time. It just, yeah, it's an interesting strategy for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, classic internet hide mine for sure as well. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed the Arclight cinemas are closing in LA. Um, you know, uh, like mm. the really famous, the Dome Theater that's like on, um, you know, it's oh, in yeah. the entourage opening, you know, the big Dome Theater. Yeah. Um, and so Ryan Johnson, the guy who directed like Knives Out and uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, tweeted something about it closing. He was like, "Thanks to all like the ushers, and blah blah blah." And it's it's the number one tweet for the trend, um, despite having nothing to do with Usher, uh, the artist, which I thought was also really funny. Um, so, so yeah, check that out on Twitter if it's not too late. Thank you to Usher <laughs> for circulating a new currency. We really appreciate that. Um, Jesus. All right. Well, we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, so uh, I just thought this was interesting as you see like more and more about like NFTs. Like there was a big hubbub about like Jeezy turning his like snowman yeah. uh, into an NFT, which I, I still, I, 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 and I might be just simple minded. Um, I'm still not sure I really get this. You mean you just don't get the NFT thing? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's like there's two pieces to it, right? What the NFT actually represents is purely just like a receipt for the transaction, right? It just shows that you did, in fact, buy that. Sure. And if you mince one version, then that means you bought the only version of it. But I think, you know, a lot of the artists, what they're doing is they're giving you stuff with that, right? So like Jeezy might give you um, exclusive, I don't know, studio access or VIP tickets for life or something. And with that receipt, right, you can, he can set it up. So it'll always redeem whatever it is for you. Um, the funky thing with doing like a logo though, is that like, obviously within whatever rights that he's giving you, he's keeping the rights to use that logo, even though you, whoever the future owner is own the logo now. So it's like, he's not selling like the trademark for it. He's selling the logo, you know, like he's going to, I assume, retain the trademark for the logo. So this is a funky one for sure. I don't, not very many other people have tried to tra like sell a logo so far. You know, a lot of it's been like, you know, original artwork um, or like songs, yeah, right. like, you know, artwork. <laughs> so this is weirder, I assume, because uh, he's going to keep using his logo, I assume. But um, I, I don't know if you, get, you guys remember the Leave Britney Alone video on YouTube? Like, guess, yeah. like from like 10, 15 years ago. He just minted that. It's yeah. also for sale right now um, as an NFT, the video. That one makes more sense to me. What's that going for? Uh, well, this first bit was like 25,000 bucks. Uh, let's just check. I'm actually curious. Leave Brittany alone, NFT. I actually thought 25,000 was really low. Um, I was going to say, that seems a little so, low, especially in the midst of all this, you know, free Brittany stuff. Like sold it for $41,000 one hour ago, which also still seems really low to me, but. Oh, an hour ago. This is breaking news. Wow. news. 19, I mean, 18 Ethereum, I guess. That's pretty good. You sit on those for a couple of years. You probably not have to work again. Um, so, 
but uh, definitely, definitely a weird time to be alive. I kind of wish the NFT thing would just like sequester itself back into a certain corner of the internet where I don't have to read about it every day. Um, it's gotten to the point where it's like kind of like kind of depressing to like read about some of these people who are making like a million dollars on NFTs. And it's like, I'm just working like a nine to five, like empowering artists, like not really like, you know, engaging in like day trading digital assets, but maybe I should just be doing that instead. But, you know, food for thought. Well, on a lighter note, uh, super bizarre headline, but I mean, a name near and dear to my heart, uh, Macaulay Culkin and Brenda Song, which didn't even know that they were together. No, I didn't Dude, know me Did either. Anyone know this that? Was a secret, I right? was shocked. What? I think it was a it had, it to, had be a to have secret, been right. Like this was not like public. I was like, did I really miss something? This like I don't know. I something. What the? Heck? But they, their kid's name is Dakota. Nice. D- Dakota Song Culkin. I was like, damn. We gotta we gotta throw this on there. But yeah, I mean, gotta be one of the more bizarre couples of Are they together time. together? Or just like babies? They have a kid. Yeah. Probably pretty together. Uh it does seem crazy. I've also like I never really considered the name like Colkin as a last name. Like I always just called him Macaulay Colkin, you know, like in one word. I'm now reading yeah. it like yeah, it just blends yeah, together. Exactly. Reading it as a separate word on the screen is weird. It's a weird, it's like a crazy last name. I don't think I've ever, I mean, does anyone else have that name? Where does that name come from? Uh, I mean, I know he's a brother. I don't know. But. I think his, uh, his, uh, his mom used to live like down the street from my parents. Oh, no way. In Chicago. Chicago. Well, like, well, so. huh? oh. Yeah. Uh, Said she was a nice lady. So. Home alone, man. <laughs> Close to home. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything oh, for this week's episode of the Main Course Podcast. Thanks to everyone who uh, tuned in this week. Uh, if you enjoy these, we're streaming them almost every Tuesday. I, I don't know if we're going to live stream next Tuesday, but we'll be back uh, the week after that on the 20, 27th. Um, so check us out on Twitch then. Otherwise, we drop these every Thursday. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, on YouTube as well. So make sure you tune in. We are Stake Worldwide, at Stake Worldwide on all social media platforms. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a good night, everyone. See ya. Peace.